0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Mom Our Voices episode 14. I am Megan Francis and today I'm talking with Jill Krause of BabyRabies.com. She's now embarking on an awesome cross-country adventure with her four kids and her husband in an RV and we talk about that today and raising big families and kind of breaking outside of the norm that is expected of you to do something really really different. Her new site happy launches soon and we talk about that and just kind of how she's getting all prepared and ready for this huge undertaking she's about to go on with her family. Before we get into that I want to briefly talk about our sponsor today it's Shoot Along which is a photography shoot along a photography course for parents who want to learn how to take better pictures of their kids using a dslr camera Um, so the subscription is an eight-week pdf So the subscription includes eight weeks of PDF lessons, plus membership in a private Facebook group um, where you can share progress with other participants. There's a next, the next session is starting June 12th and registration is open now. You can get 10% off if you use the promo code, the mom hour, go to shootalong.com slash the mom hour and use the promo code, the mom hour to save 10% off your registration for this class. Our listeners love it. We've gotten lots of great feedback and we've really loved working with them. it's a high quality class easy to get into if you've ever really wanted to just be able to take better pictures of your kids okay so without further ado let's get to the interview with Jill Krause hey Jill thanks for being on the show Hey, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. So, you have got a lot going on right now. That is an understatement. <laughs> that is an like. understatement. So, I just want to, you know, just for people who maybe aren't familiar with you, um, tell a little, tell us about your family. Tell us about Baby Rabies. That's been around. I feel like since, like, since I started blogging, I feel like we kind of came in around the same time. Um, and now this. Cool new project you've got that I'm so excited to watch your adventures. Just just lay it all
1: on us. Yeah. So I actually started Baby Rabies. It'll be 10 years ago this summer, which is crazy. Wow. Um, it's, I started it before I even conceived my first wow. child. So okay. his, his whole like life literally is documented online, for better or worse. <laughs> um, so now I have him. He just turned nine, six-year-old um, a three and a half year old and a five month old. Um, yeah. And so, um, baby rabies has been a place where I've blogged about parenting mostly. Um, but it's now a place that, um, I've really developed this audience that wants to know all about pregnancy and babies. And that, and that's been something we've been talking about lately, but I'm done. (laughs) Right. I just, four is good for me. And so I wanted another platform where we could sort of transition our family story and grow more there. And then, um, so that was sort of always like in my mind, like we needed sort of to transition to a new space. Um, but then this idea came to us to, sell our house um, for my husband to leave his job for uh, for me to just like take my blogging job on the road for a mm, year okay. and take our kids around the country for a year so we are going to be talking about that journey and then just sort of whatever happens after that um, at happyloudlife.com. Happy Loud Life. I
0: love that because um, that there's nothing like having four kids. <laughs> Probably having four kids all in an RV will be even louder. Um, but it is, it's like a happy life, but it's loud and messy. And that's what I love about this story. Tell us, so that is a big change. So how did you kind of come to this this major life transition where you're going to do this crazy thing in the first place? Yeah
1: it was a culmination of so much. I mean, I think just in the last year we felt really like restless and discontent and like, which is crazy because we've like reached this pinnacle of what we both, you know, growing up and when we met, like always wanted, we have this beautiful home in this really lovely suburban area with great neighbors on a safe street and it's right next to a great school. And um, so it was like all this stuff that we felt like, okay, now we should be so happy that we, we got there. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. all it is is so stressful. It feels like, um, you know, and it's just maybe we took, we bit off more than we could chew. Like, it's just, you know, to maintain a suburban life like this is a lot of work. And it was like, you know, spending weekends mowing and organizing and cleaning and not being able to just be with our family. Mm. Um, And then also feeling like maybe the traditional school system wasn't working as good as we had hoped for our oldest. Um, And feeling like he's kind of at an age at nine years old where we really need to intervene And make sure that he's on the right track. Um, And so, you know, being able to sell the house and all of us downsize and move into an RV, it's sort of that forcing us to sort of be in each other's space and each other's face um, and forcing us to have conversations and um, all of these things that I kind of feel like we've been missing for the last few years. I I love that. There is something about a small space that yes,
0: definitely makes you cut out the (laughs) non-essentials in every possible way and really face each other and communicate. And for some people that might happen in a cabin, you know, for a week in the summer. But for you guys, it's going to be for you said for a year.
1: Yeah, we're thinking, I mean, we're going to keep things loose. So if, you know, if it's be unbearable after 10 months, we'll come home. Right. If it's like super enjoyable, you know, we'll go for like a year and a half. I don't know. I mean, our ultimate goal is to try to get to all 50 states and sort of just really teach the kids something in each state that we're in. Um, But we'll see. We're just going to kind of play it by ear. So tell me, okay. so where are you in this process? And then like, like, when do you leave? Oh my gosh, we have so much work to do. So (laughs) right now where we are is like tearing our 4,000 square foot house apart to get it ready to sell. Okay, And just like last weekend, I was just like giving away boxes and boxes of stuff to everybody that I knew. Like, just please take all my Christmas decorations, take half the stuff in my closet. Um, So now it's just sort of prepping the house to sell. Ideally, it's a great, it's a hot market. It's summertime. People are looking to buy So what we're hopeful is that the house will sell over the summer, we'll close. And then by the time the school year starts, we'll have the money because we're going to take the cash from the sale of the home to purchase the um, RV and the truck. And so by then, ideally, we'll be able to take off, you know, like September 1st, around the time of the start of the new school year. So okay,
0: let's talk about your stuff first. (laughs) (laughs) 4000 square foot house um, gives you a lot of opportunity to acquire and accumulate. So how does that feel just like giving away your Christmas decorations and things like that? Has that been harder than you thought easier than you thought?
1: What was that experience like? It feels amazing. Yeah. It's the best feeling ever. Oh my gosh. Just to just, I am, I've always known. So I grew up, I was a Navy brat and we moved a lot. And so my parent, it was always like, get rid of the non-essentials before you move kind of thing. Even like, I mean, we moved to Hawaii and back. So there's not a lot you can take overseas. So um, I have spent my whole life not really Attached to a whole lot sentimentally. Like pictures, I love and I'm obsessed with. I'm a photographer. That's what matters to me are photos. But everything else is sort of like, meh, you can get another one. So um, I work best in like a minimally cluttered space. And that's why this house has felt so overwhelming, I think, is because we, when we got it, we thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing because there's all these places to organize stuff. There will never be a need for things to be out of place because you have places for everything. But instead, what ended up happening, and this is mostly over like the last year because I got pregnant and then I got sick and then it was like we couldn't maintain. I was so yeah. used to like purging and organizing every like few weeks that when that didn't happen, things just really started to pile up. Um, so it's been great to just go through and be like, we haven't used this in three years. This is (laughs) never going to get used again. And Even the kids clothes, like knowing that we cannot take an entire wardrobe on this RV for each of them and being like, okay, like there's no need for you to have a Christmas dress and an Easter dress and a, you know, just getting rid of that. That's so
0: funny. I was just going through a basket of clothes that, um, Clara, my youngest has been, Um, living out of a laundry basket for a while because it's just easier for her to see all of her stuff at once than trying to mess with, you know, drawers and stuff. So yeah, I was going through it and I realized she's only worn like the top layer ever. She has like seven things she likes and she just wears them over and over and over. And so I was digging, I was like, oh my gosh, you have all these clothes that I've never seen on you. And a lot of them were hand-me-downs and stuff. So she wasn't that attached to them, but it was just kind of funny that you think, you know, we think we need so much, but really we can pare it down to even like in the kitchen. Like how, how often do you use, you know, the third spoon, the third serving spoon or like (laughs) the third saucepan? I mean, we just have all this stuff, but we really don't, we usually tend to be, Drawn to using like the same tools over and over again, the same clothes over and over and and it's simplicity. I like that. And it, having the rest of it is just it's just clutter.
1: And I think especially when you have a big family, I felt like adding the fourth baby was really just like the straw that broke everything. Yeah. And he's the easiest baby. I mean, I cannot complain at all, but it's just sort of like. I think by the time you have a fourth baby, you realize that 90% of the baby stuff is so non-essential. Right. And then you're just like, everything else, it just feels like it's so much stress to just manage and maintain stuff. I'm like, why are we washing like 20 plates when really we could have like five plates and everyone would just wash their plate and put it away. And this is all so idealistic. And it's like in a perfect world, this would work. Um, And I don't like we don't think that we are going to be like living in an RV forever. I think we're going to come back to like a traditional house and like accumulate stuff again, but hopefully more intentionally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's great because you know, it's really it can be very romantic to think about living this very minimalist spartan lifestyle but i'm really not a minimalist um i like stuff and i like things that remind me of things but i but i don't want to be run by my stuff and especially with when you've got your stuff and your husband's stuff and then stuff times four kids it gets really overwhelming um and i think you're right that like having that big family situation makes you kind of realize how Unnecessary, so much of it is, and but we think we need it anyway. It's just kind of funny,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like at holidays, like you get like the you're so used to getting like the first baby, and even like the first two babies, like you know, so many presents for Christmas, right. or for their birthday. And then you realize that the more kids you have, you have to keep that up and multiply it by like, right. four for us. Yeah. And then it's like Christmas morning, you're like, Oh, my gosh, it's like an avalanche. of stuff. <laughs> yes. We're gonna be here all day, kids.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, um, the fourth was when I started to give up little like we used to do a tradition of every single year, um, every kid would get in a new ornament. And then by the time like the fourth was maybe two, the tree was completely full. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> there was just no room. And so I said, okay, guys, well, we'll do that like every third year <laughs> or, you know, one, a new one goes on and an old one has to be given away or something. I mean, there, there's at some point, you know, there is that tipping point where you just can't really add anymore and you have to start scaling back. Um, I want I'm curious how, you know, you said having the fourth baby kind of put you in that that place, like the straw that broke the camel's back. um, I would die to hear how your transition is going because your kids are young, you know, your oldest is nine. So that's, you know, they're not super closely um, packed in there, but, but you've got a lot of kids under 10 and that I remember like when I got to where the oldest was like 11 or 12, that felt like a big transition. But when they're all 10 and under, something about that is just a little wilder and, and everyone's a little more needy than they are as they get older.
1: Yeah, it's wild is a great way to describe it. It is wild here. I feel like I'm raising animals. uh, Yesterday, for example, I was... My husband was away on business for a couple of days. And so I was downstairs breastfeeding the baby, trying to get him to go to sleep. And my other three were upstairs with a couple friends. And they somehow got into my craft room. Oh, no. Got acrylic paint. There is red paint on walls, on a couch on somehow on my diaper bag downstairs I don't even want to know how all of this happened but you know you step away for like 30 minutes and this this is what happens you know and so it is sometimes you're just like I live in a zoo Um, but that is like you know part of course I'm frustrated and stressed and whatever but part of me is like you just have to embrace it and that Mm -hmm. was really in coming up with the name for the platform happy loud life like I didn't want, you know, I thought of some other things like love out loud or something. Right. But some of them sounded like so like pristine and perfect. Right. And I loved throwing in that loud element. Like loud can be messy. Loud can be imperfect. Loud can be angry. Loud can be a lot of things. Um, But as long as like the end of the day you feel happy, then none of that matters. Absolutely. Um, so I feel yeah. like that just really encompasses who we are right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it. it. It is perfect because it's not, you know, it. it there are a lot of um, sites and things dedicated to raising families and family travel and stuff that do make it sound very perfect. And the problem is then s- someone who reads it gets on the road and goes, Ugh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I was promised quiet and joy and yeah. peace. And we're all going to love each other more. And probably there's going to be times you're going to want to strangle each other. But that's part of the experience, right? And that's where that's where some of the magic happens after it afterward
1: exactly I mean I'm a true believer in like you cannot appreciate the highs if you don't go through the lows and so I think you know I have no intention of fooling people into believing this is like some Instagram, beautiful, Mm -hmm. perfect life that we have. Um, So, you know, like I'm going to celebrate the beautiful moments that happen for sure. Um, And I'm going to do my best not to complain too much, but I want to like be honest kind of about the struggles. And that's just sort of the approach I've always taken with sharing my life, even on baby rabies. Um, So I think it's sort of the tone that my audience would expect. But yeah, I think like you're doing a great disservice to people if you're not sharing with them sort of the struggles that are going to come along with this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of your upcoming trip. So you said you're kind of in the phase right now where you're going to you're getting the house ready, um, hopefully taking off in the early fall. So back us up to when you hatched this idea. Is this something you've been thinking about for a while? Or was it like one of those? Hey, I know what let's do. Let's jump in an RV. Um, Take us back to the genesis of this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think like where the first seed of the idea came from. And I can't really remember. But I feel like. Many years ago, I saw um, on the Today Show a family that had four children, and they had taken a year off of work to travel the world with their four kids. And this was before my husband and I even had children, and I always thought, I want to do that one day. Um, and, of course, I never thought we would have four kids. But um, <laughs> so that's always been, like, in my mind, like like a grand idea that I wanted to do someday. Um, Really within the last year, we had those like feelings of discontent and then just sort of like thinking maybe this isn't the best place for us. What do we do? What next? And honestly, it was toward the end of last year. I was like majorly pregnant and so done with everything um, that I had. I got this idea And I mentioned it to my husband and he was like, okay. Um, And it was sort of like, (laughs) you're so pregnant and emotional and you're crazy. And I knew that also. And I was not really trusting myself. So I just sort of put it on the back burner. Well, come like January and February, I was then not pregnant um, and just kept thinking about it over and over again. And I mentioned it to him again. And he, instead of being like, no, seriously, stop. He was like, well, I don't know. Could we even do that? And so that little like, I just got like a little hold of him. And I was like, I don't know. Let me research. (laughs) Yeah. And once I figured out like, oh, we totally could do this. Right. Then it was sort of like, I think he was kind of like, "Okay, well, let's do it then. And once I kind of, you know, and I think I've been sort of the driving force of it for a while. But then once he was on board, it was like full steam ahead. Let's do it.
0: That's awesome. So then what have you done so far? Like, what are the what are the necessary steps? I'm, I'm just thinking there's probably a lot of people at home going, wow, this sounds so great. Where would you even get started um, in planning something like this? So really, where did you get started?
1: I think there is a lot of there is planning and then there's a lot of just trusting that things are going to work out. That's just sort of my personality. And I know that a lot of people don't operate that way, including my husband. (laughs) So we're sort of a great combination that way. But um, I had found a lot of great resources. Um, There is a a blog, actually just did a podcast with them called ditching suburbia. And then also, um, there's a Facebook group called full-time families. It's like 17,000 people who are already doing this. Wow. So there are so that once I found that community, I was like, okay, we're not crazy. We're not going to be the only people who are doing this. Right. Um, and that really helped. And then it was just sort of like, okay, we went to RV, um, sales places to just kind of see like what could we afford and once we saw that we could afford something that would feel comfortable living in that helped Mm. um then talking about like okay what kind of truck would we need and then also getting a realtor out to our house because you know, a lot of people want to know how we're going to finance this. And I'll be, I'm always trying to be very transparent about that. Like we're going to make money off the sale of our home that will cover the RV right. and the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be blogging from the road. And so that'll be our, you know, our income. Um, but, you know, figuring, I, th- I think figuring that out. And then if people are interested in like, you know, they want to take those next steps. I also say like, what really helped us was, thinking like, what would be the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. We would end up like penniless in Wyoming, (laughs) you know, and we're thinking like, okay, so then our, we would ask friends and family to send us money for gas and we would drive back to Texas and park our RV on my mom's, land and we would start over, you yeah. know, so it's like, okay, we could deal with worst case. scenario. Even the
0: worst case scenario is usually not as bad as you think when you actually think about what it would be. <laughs> it's when exactly. it's just sort of nebulous in your head, it seems much, much worse. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And what about things like, um, you know, parking fees and all that kind of
1: thing? Have you kind of budgeted out what that's going to look like for you? Yeah, you can definitely do a lot of research online when it comes to that. And there's a lot of different like you can boondock, which means like you can set your rig or your RV up to have like solar or, you know, generators to where you don't have to go to an actual RV park. And you could just literally park wherever you can find a spot. Right. Um, but I don't know that we're going to do that. Um, but there's ways you can do it for various price points. And you can have memberships to um Different RV parks around the country, so we're still figuring all that out. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we've roughly budgeted like a thousand a month on the high end to stay, you know, at RV parks. And that includes like your electricity and mm. sometimes your your Wi-Fi. Um, but Wi-Fi will be another big expense for us because obviously I'm going to need that to do my job. Um, and then, you know, and we do have to factor in the cost of insurance. We're so used to the, paying that through my husband's job. And um, that will be something that we have to take on. Yeah. On our own now. Um, So there are some very grown up decisions that have to be (laughs) made with it. It's not like throw every caution to the wind. and just Do it. You know. (laughs) Um, And I think some people do worry that maybe that's how we're approaching it. Um, But, you know, so that's the stuff that it's like a lot of planning. But, you know, when it comes to like homeschooling the kids, we're not hyper planning that. Like we're not getting super into the details of that. We're going to. Like, of course, educate them like we're going to do our best to make sure that by the end of the year they've learned X, Y and Z. But we're just going to kind of let that happen um, as the opportunities present themselves. Well, and that's another
0: one of those things, too. Where um, And we homeschooled for a year um, and it was very tempting to go nuts with curriculums and books and supplies. And you won't have the ability to do that. You won't have that option. So you're going to have to really make the most of what's in front of you, which is going to be the world, or at least our slice of it, you know, and that's an awesome learning opportunity. I mean, think even if you get to the end of the year, and there's certain things that you didn't get to, you'll have gotten to things that no other kids are or very a few other kids are. So it's kind of a it's kind of a trade off, but a good one. I think you're kind of coming out ahead.
1: Exactly. All the teachers I've talked to are just like, just keep them reading. If you can just keep them reading, uh, you know, and like maintain like basic math skills you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, we're, I think my husband is actually really looking forward to this part. I mean, he's all about science and math. Mm -hmm. And so he's just like, we'll go to an amusement park and we'll talk about physics and the roller coasters. And like, he's so pumped.
0: Oh, that's great. And it's nice that you guys um, balance each other out in that way where it's like, he's more detail oriented and maybe you're a little bit more of the free spirit, but also the get things done person, (laughs) like jump and like the net will appear. Yeah. um, And there, it takes both types for something like you know an undertaking like this because there's probably details that you haven't even thought you'll need to think of yet but uh for sure but you know it'll get worked out i'm i'm ex- i'm really excited for you guys i think it's going to be awesome are you gonna swing through michigan I hope
1: yes of course i yes. are going to try to swing through every single state so yeah I know I joke it's going to be like a year-long tour of all of my internet friends right exactly <laughs> I'm selfishly doing it so I can just go have coffee with everyone who lives at right. my computer well I
0: do live in a very beautiful area so thing, that's Wonderful. another thing that I hadn't really thought about but how are you like how are you planning around weather patterns Um, Are you?
1: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Because we don't want to be like in Wisconsin in January. Right. So um, ideally, if we can leave in September, I have this little bit of a spiral worked out around the United States. Excuse me. Um, So, yeah, if we can leave when we want to, I think we'll go up through West Texas into New Mexico, Colorado, and kind of do like through the middle and over and cut over to D.C. Anyway, it works it out to where we're down south in the winter and um, we're out of Texas by tornado season. Yeah, right. (laughs) And we're up, you know, up north in the summertime. So, um, yeah, but you know, the the cool thing about this is sort of just only being on our schedule. Right. And if you see like a crazy weather system is coming to just pack up and get the heck out. If right. That's and then true. Also, yeah. also always having, you know, enough in savings that if we do see bad weather coming, um, that we can go book a couple of nights at a hotel. Yeah, for yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, how do you feel about mountain driving? <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> thought, terrified. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my husband who is like an amazing driver is even like, Oh my gosh. Right. Um, So we have thought about things like that. And we're making sure like that we get a diesel truck that has really good pulling power. Mm, Um, Somebody has told me like, oh, are you going to drive up like the coast of California? And I'm like, I've been on that road. And that sort of terrifies me. Uh, Yeah, I don't
0: think I've been on that road, too. And I don't think (laughs) I don't think I would even drive a a van on that road.
1: (laughs) So, Um, So but things like that, that we're hopeful that we can we're getting a fifth wheel that detaches from the truck so that we can drop the fifth wheel at an RV park or somewhere and then take the truck and maybe go stay at an Airbnb, something, Um, you know? So like I have a friend who has a cabin in Tahoe who offered for us to stay there. So it's like, maybe we leave the truck, Right. At, yeah. uh, at the bottom of the mountains or the, RV right. at the bottom and then we take the truck up, stay at a cabin, something along those lines. Yeah, that's
0: a good idea. And honestly, if you're trying to get through a state, you know, there's always there's always a, a an easier pass. It just sometimes takes a little right. longer or it's not as direct. But the nice thing is you have all the time in the world. You don't have you're not in a hurry. You don't have to exactly. rush from one from point A to point B. So that's really cool. It gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, that's so awesome. Uh, so <laughs> I'm. I'm just sitting here thinking about like life in an RV with four kids. Do you have a plan for how you're going to make it work? Like how much actual physical space do you um, think you're going to have? Like, is this going to be a two bedroom? Um, How are you going to use your space?
1: Please, please tell me. I'm dying to know. Yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of, we haven't decided on a style of RV just yet, but there are a couple that we're deciding between one has a bunk room in the back with, um, four bunks and actually one of the bunks can fold away and become a table or a desk area or whatever. Um, So ideally the three oldest will sleep in bunks and then the baby will just stay in the bed with us. We're thinking I, I, for me, I just really want to veto anything that does not have a king size bed in the master (laughs) bedroom because we end up with children in our bed all the time anyway. Yeah
0: yeah are you already bed share are you family bedding already anyway with the baby yeah okay the
1: baby's already in our bed so that won't change anything yeah right um, and then most of the time, 90% of the time, the three-year-old ends up in there too. So if it's a king size bed, at least I know the four of us can totally fit just fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the biggest concern for me is that my nine-year-old and my six-year-old feel like they have a space of their right. own. Um, and I don't mind them sharing a space. I, I just want them to be able so like the bunks we can install, like privacy curtains, Um, so yeah, we're just, and then there's another option that's got like a bunk area in the middle of the RV with like a loft. I don't know. There's, it's actually, there's so much variation in Mm. the types of fifth wheels that are available. Like that's another thing I never realized until I started researching it. So that's something I'm not super concerned about. Like, I think as long as I'm able to provide them just a feeling of some sort of privacy, Mm -hmm. I think that they'll be okay at the age as they are now.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, and what's funny, I've noticed um, we've lived in houses of a variety of sizes and with a variety of numbers of bedrooms. And I feel like the kids always end up all gravitating toward the same space anyway. <laughs> it's like they want yeah. the option to have privacy, but they don't they hardly ever use it. My kids, we have a five bedroom house. My kids are talking about all moving into one bedroom together and then turning the other because basically my bedroom's on the um, on the main floor and all of the kids bedrooms are on the. Second floor, so they could do whatever they want up there. I, I hardly ever go up there; I really don't care. But so they're yeah. all talking about moving into the biggest bedroom together, and then turning the other bedrooms into like a music room, uh, like an ent- entertainment room. And That's I don't know; so I think crazy. one of them wanted to make a room that there was just like soft things everywhere, so they could jump around or something. And I was just like, "You guys, <laughs> could we just move into like a two-bedroom house then? I mean, like, do yeah. I really need to have this much?" And there, and my um, son Owen, who eleven, came to me the other day. He's like, "Mom." I just really feel like we should move into a smaller house. I'm kind of sick of having to clean this one. And it cracked me up because he... I mean, come on. Who do you think cleans the house? Not Owen. Right. But, you know, I was having him chip in on a few things and, you know, pick up um, toys and stuff. And he was just like, we need a smaller house. This is silly. We don't even use all this space. And it was just kind of funny. They don't. They like to be together. Um, Even when they're fighting, it's like they all still want to be together. It's really weird. But, uh, yeah. So I think you'll do fine, you know? Well, what's so funny is that was...
1: That was, like, one of the reasons why we decided just let's just do this is because our master bedroom is pretty large. It's a texas size master bedroom, so you could fit, like, a couch in there along with everything else. But um, everybody always ends up in our room. Yeah. Like, that's where we all watch TV. That's where, like... Everything happens, Um, especially since like when at the end of my pregnancy, I was like always like laying in bed in there, watching TV in there. They always wanted to be near me. It's like we are always either in the master bedroom or the kitchen and we have four bathrooms. They all insist on using our bathroom.
0: Yep. That's another thing that happens in our house as well. They just like mine the best. Like,
1: Why am I paying for all of this? You know, like, why do we have all of this? It just seems so unnecessary right now. So maybe as they get older. I don't know, but now you're telling me your older kids don't even care, so I'm no, like, older I don't maybe it's unnecessary. I
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that like in, their personalities change so my 17 year old spends more time away, like he plays guitar and he's very shy about it so he spends more time just like up in his room picking on his guitar, but otherwise they are together so much, like they all just pile on to the sofa in the living room and it's funny, I'll walk in there sometimes and I'm like you guys don't all have to sit on the same sofa, you know there's other chairs you can sit on in this room yeah. and they're all is kind of like smooshed in together and it's it's funny and like they're bickering with each other and like move over but nobody gets up and leaves and the dog is looking at them they're like they're crazy it's yeah I mean I think that that's the nice thing about about having sometimes those smaller spaces it kind of forces everyone to learn to get along and then they like each other when they get older and and that's very idealistic and you know i maybe i'm just lucky that my kids have pretty easygoing personalities and they all genuinely really like each other but um i don't think it's like a i don't think it's one of those just pie in the sky things i do think that you can kind of create that culture in your family and it helps sometimes to have to get through hard stuff together and this will be hard but good yeah it will Yeah. (laughs) So, so here you are about to sell your house, undertake this three month transition. Is there anything you're trying to like cram in before? Like you're just thinking I have to do this, this and this while my life is still normal.
1: Like every single doctor's appointment ever. All of them. All this grown up stuff. Yeah. Like the dentist, like while we still have like this super awesome insurance that we're paying through my husband's work. Like, it's like, get all of that done, um, which I haven't even begun on any of that. And then it's just like, um, you know, I do want to make sure that my son is able to say goodbye to his friends. His birthday was the beginning of May, but we've had like the end of school and I've had blog conferences and all this other stuff going on. So we've put off his birthday party, Um, but I really want to like, let him have an an awesome birthday party with his friends. Yeah. um, you know, little things like just talking to the kids a lot and being sure that they're really involved in this transition. And it it is hard with my nine-year-old. He is really not super happy with it. Um, but I say like, you know, I grew up moving around a lot too. And I know at that age it's hard, but I also know that it made me a better person and that I had great experiences because of it. So while I have sympathy for him, um, I don't have a lot of guilt, right? (laughs) No, that makes total sense. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be empathetic and and talk to him a lot, make him feel involved and get him excited. But at the same time, it's sort of like, it is what it is, buddy. And we're going to do this as a family. And there may,
0: you know, Um, he might have a little resistance now. But I think once you get on the road, that excitement is going to kick in. And you know, it's so novel and so cool. And it's so few kids will ever get a chance to have that experience. So
1: yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. so I think like this transition time, yes, it's selling the house and getting rid of the stuff, but it's also really just like preparing them and and, and getting them a, to feel like they have some ownership over this process.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Jill, I am so excited to follow along your adventures at happy loudlife.com. That's the, the address, correct? Yes. Happyloudlife.com. The site is already up and running, correct? So are you kind of documenting all your prep and like what's going on
1: now? Yeah. Well, actually, I will have blog posts going up this week. But yeah, so it's going to start out like talking about like how we're minimizing how we're well, and I guess that this is pre-recorded. So by the time you guys are by the time this this
0: launches, it it should be there should be some stuff there. Um, there Do you have do you have a list um, on the site of other resources for people who are kind of intrigued and interested in this?
1: Yeah, I definitely will. And I want, you know, like I was saying, like, it's the way that we're financing. This is so unique to our situation. But I want to be sure that I share sort of how other families are doing this, too, because there are so many other ways that people are making this work for them. financially. Right. <clears throat> so I will be sure that, you know. I can link out to people or, you know, along the way, I would love like when we meet other families to kind of interview them, profile sort of how they're making things work um, and share that. So uh, one way to just be sure that you can keep up with all of that stuff I'm finding is to follow us on Facebook as well. So we're Happy Loud Life on Facebook. Um, So that'll be an easy way for me to sort of share those resources.
0: Well, that's great. And um, we're hoping Sarah and I are hoping that we can maybe convince you to call in from the road every now and then I think there people would love to hear how your story is, um, is going along. So I'm gonna hold you to that. And we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna get you on when you guys get on the road and, and you can tell us how things are going the good, the bad and the ugly, right?
1: Yes. I,
0: you know, I'll be super yeah, honest. I know you'll be honest. <laughs> well, Jill, it has been so nice having you on. Good luck with everything. And we will be following along. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of the Mom Our Voices. Thanks so much to Jill Krause of com and soon to be com for being our special guest today. I also want to remind you that if you are interested in signing up for a eight-week a photography class with shoot along you can go to shootalong.com backslash the mom hour and use the mo- the promo code the mom hour to save 10 percent that class will start june 12th and registration is going on right now thanks everyone we'll talk to you next time